Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. Welcome to our new episode today guys and we'll be talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability. Um, It's going to be a a deep episode so I just want to dive straight in but make sure that you are rating, reviewing, subscribing and you are sharing the podcast with as many people as possible. Yes, our community is growing and as you know, you can sign up at recalibrateuk.com forward slash community. Let's dive right in, guys. So this week's episode is all about vulnerability, and it's not going to take its normal pattern where we have all of our segments. I'm really going to journey through what vulnerability means to me, the role it's played in my growth so far, and where I would like to go in um, learning and discovering vulnerability and all its power. And so, yeah, we're going to dive right in. The random using of my heart for this episode is to believe that you are strong enough for the more that is inside of you. Believe that you are strong enough for the more that is inside of you. Strength has been a word that's been flying around, especially in in my um, life and sphere of influence. Strength is a word that's been flying around because it's something we really need. I feel like some of us have been dealing with the shame. I know I have at some point um, since the new year. Some of us have been dealing with the shame of the fact that we're in a new year, but that we're worn out from the year prior. And so just deal with the fact that you have the strength, the strength of God, the strength of your community. And there's an internal strength that you you have built over the time that you've been growing more and more resilient to be able to discover, to navigate and to live out of who God has made you to be and what he's asked you to do. There is more in you and you have the strength to uncover, to pull out, to draw upon, but you must submit yourself to God and submit yourself to his strength, knowing that what is impossible for us is not impossible for him. He makes everything possible because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So believe in you and believe in God, believe in that, believe in the fact that all things pertaining to life and godliness he has placed on the inside of you and that there is more in you and you can discover that there is enough strength to discover and to live out of the more that is inside of you that's the random musing of my heart for this week's episode now let's dive right into this episode on vulnerability So why, when we're talking about growth, would vulnerability be an important conversation to have? You may be asking that question. I sure have asked that question. Um, One of the things that my mentor told me um, at the top of 2020 was to give people the gift of going second. Now, that made no sense to me in the original context of the conversation, but I was talking about how to grow in my vulnerability, and that was the advice that I was given, to give people the gift of going second. Now, that meant to disarm myself first in conversation, in life, to lead the way in the way I wanted to show vulnerability in my conversations, in my leadership, in my lifestyle. And so in order to grow a culture of vulnerability in your life, in my life, we have to learn how to disarm ourselves first. Now, vulnerability is to make yourself vulnerable, to make you to give other people the things that may may be considered harmful or can be used as weapons against you. But knowing and understanding that there are spaces and places in your life where you should be able to disarm yourself and be at your most vulnerable state and allow certain people or places or things to see you in that particular way. So either that they can grow and it can be a teachable lesson or so that you can grow and be developed and have other people pour into you. And so I'm learning vulnerability. Now, this may be crazy for some people. Um, 
But for me, I was one of those people that knew more about people than they knew about me. And not even to be used in an abusive or, or weird way, but it was just the fact that I was a friend to a lot of people, but not many people were actually my friends. I knew a lot of people, but not all of those people were my friends. Um, and not even to be disrespectful, it was just the fact that there wasn't a space for vulnerability on my part, or that's what I believed at the time at least, um, that it wasn't a safe space or that I couldn't be my truest self. And outside of that, I didn't actually know how to be vulnerable. So my part to play in those relationships was that I didn't know how to be vulnerable. But then also on the other parties' parts in those relationships, they may not also have made space for me to be vulnerable. And so that being the case, I really wanted to talk about how vulnerability has helped me to grow in such an exponential way in short amounts of time. Um, this is something that people take entire lifetimes to learn. And it's taken me a few years to get a grasp on and I'm still growing in my vulnerability. For me personally, I'm very honest. I'm very um, an open book. I'm very it's black or white matter of fact kind of person. Um, but I, I'm more honest than I am vulnerable. Um, and there is a, there is a difference. Um, um, and I think the difference is transparency. Um, I believed in, um, I believed in being honest. I believed in telling the truth. I believed in, I still do believe in sharing uh, the God's honest truth, the matter of fact, the baseline, the direct message of everything. I believe in that and I always have, but I didn't always believe in being transparent in how that impacted me or being transparent in how I would show up or being transparent from the inside out based on how these things were impacting me. So there'll be times when I would share a fire message, but it would be a direct message to the person about the facts and the principles and not really showing a person, be it the person of Jesus Christ or my own physical person or, or emotional or mental personhood. Um, and so there, there was almost this door. It wasn't a boundary. It was walls. <laughs> they were self-defense mechanisms. And that stopped me from being vulnerable because I was in a place of protecting my heart, but not guarding my heart as God had intended me to. I was actually defending my heart or protecting my heart in a very humanistic way. And so what I wanted to speak to you guys today about and what I have been talking about setting the premise for is just the fact that vulnerability is in itself a weapon and it is something that can help us to grow. Being vulnerable allows you to learn how to be a safe space, but also develop safe spaces in your life. So for example, um, for me, being vulnerable is things like beyond saying what I think, saying how I feel. And that those are two very different things. For me, I was very astute with what I knew I thought about. Um, I'm a deep thinker, very philosophical in thought. And so I could speak through what I thought, but struggled to speak through what I was feeling. And I didn't really know how to identify emotions to categorize them or compartmentalize them. I, I didn't know how to do any of those things. So I would feel very overwhelming emotions, but they wouldn't lead or guide me. I would uh, suppress them um, and, and look at the logical, rational, calculated uh, strain, strain of things. And so because of that, it, it came out in relationships because people heard my mind a lot. They thought that they knew what I felt, but they didn't know, really know what they felt. They, they knew what I thought. And so 
living in this masked reality where I was showing people more about my mind, my brain capacity than actual, actually my soul capacity and my emotional capacity um, led me to a place of isolation. Now, a lack of vulnerability can make you so isolated. And it's something that I always share with people who struggle with mental health and who struggle with other emotional issues and traumas. When you are vulnerable, when you are not vulnerable in any space whatsoever, not even in one, um, then you can make yourself very isolated. And that's something that was true for me. I, it wasn't that I lacked safe spaces. It was that I didn't know how to be vulnerable. And because I didn't know how to disarm myself and share with those safe people what I was truly feeling, there were spaces, places and times and things that I really shouldn't have encountered or it shouldn't even have gotten that dark. But I, it did get that dark because I didn't share and disarm myself in the right ways. And so that's something that I would I would share with anyone. If it was the last thing I could talk about with vulnerability, I would always share that you can avoid isolation. Now, I'm an introvert. I understand solitude and taking the time out to be still and silent. I love those things. I cherish those things. I actually value those things. But when there's a very thin line between solitude and isolation, when in that space of solitude, you are you are in your own company and you are learning yourself, you are enjoying your own company. And then even the company of God in that space, that is true, healthy solitude, which I believe every introvert needs to recharge and to refuel, to be able to go back into the world and socialize. I understand that. But the thin line when it moves into isolation is when your perspectives are built in that space, is when your um, your lens for life is built in that space, uh, where your understanding of God, yourself and people is built in that space without any challenging, without any stretching and without any scrutiny um, from God and from other people who you consider safe. Then there can be this thin line that moves you into isolation and your perspective may seem more magnified than it truly can be or is um, because of a lack of vulnerability. And so I always say we we were made to do life in relationships. And I'm not saying you have 30, 40 safe spaces you'll be lucky to find five on this side of life. But it's the best thing that ever happens to a person when they can find those few people that they can be vulnerable with and those people can really see them through different spaces, times and places in their lives. Even with vulnerability, um, I asked you guys to share and send in some of your thoughts about it. And I got so many different thoughts that I'm just going to journey through um, and kind of group them all together and just basically speak about what you guys all sent in. And so, yeah, everything that we spoke about, so isolation, some of those things came up, um, the struggle to be vulnerable, how to grow in, in vulnerability, um, even understanding that if I haven't always been shown vulnerability, I may not know how to navigate vulnerability. And so I'm going to speak about some of those things really quickly as well. So, for example, for me, isolation was a very big thing. The way I learned how to um, come out of isolation and to enjoy more of solitude than isolation using vulnerability was to um, begin to ask questions. So, for example, I remember um, not knowing how to express certain emotions, not knowing how to speak through certain scenarios when they would take place. And so what I would do is I would go to people who I was really close to 
um, and that I believed were safe and that I believed knew how to handle me, my personality and things like that. Now I would go to them and I would ask questions. I would ask questions like when you, when you, um, when certain things happen to you. So for example, if you got a new job, how do you respond? Um, not necessarily to take their style of celebration or to begin to express emotions like them, but to begin to ask questions about their journey of expression of emotions or identifying of emotions. So I would ask them, so if if you had a child, how do you feel? Um, I used to ask people a lot, how do you feel? And what, as they would speak, you could locate how they were feeling based on what they were saying. And so I would do that often to people who were really close to me. And then I would say that even when I experienced certain emotions such as joy, such as anger, I don't really feel those things or I feel slightly differently. How do you think I should navigate this? And um, I would do that also based on scripture. So I would look at ways that things we have been taught in scripture in the soul realm but then I would also speak to people and garner their thoughts or their wisdom concerning these things and I would pray upon these things based on what I got from the scriptures and what I got from people I considered safe I would ask them questions and I would also seek out wisdom in prayer and those are the ways that I learned how to become more vulnerable now this is a key for vulnerability practice with God first I'll say that again, practice vulnerability with God first. He desires to commune with us. And so even in the place of prayer, learning vulnerability in that space changes everything. Um, a lot of people, um, some people would call me a crybaby. They've seen me cry a lot. Other people have probably never seen me cry. Um, but that's just because of the level either of proximity or the level also of trust and safety that I feel in those relationships. And so sometimes you have to learn how to um, how to become free to express emotions in vulnerability. And so for me, it wasn't a thing, I wouldn't cry in front of everyone, but something I learned how to do and made me more, um, not emotional in the negative sense, because that word has been used all kinds of ways, but in an emotional sense where I could feel emotions, I could comprehend them, I could express them. In fact, I was one with them at some point. Um, I would, and not overwhelmed by them as well. I would practice prayer. I would practice vulnerability in prayer. So, for example, if I felt sad, the first fruit of those emotions would go to God. In in sadness, I would say to God, "I am upset. I am angry. I am hurt. I am happy. I am." I feel pleasant or I feel a sense of delight or I feel proud of myself or things like that. I would take those take those emotions to God and I would speak to him about them. I would talk through the way I felt. Um, and I don't know if this happens to anyone else. Sometimes when I feel like you're talking with feelings, sometimes people can disengage, especially if they if they can't uh, relate with what you're feeling. So if something good is happening to you, they may be happy for you. But to talk through your feelings, they may not be able to sit and to listen. Now, I'm an internal processor. So the moment I've given more than 30 seconds to a minute of my physical speech to my to my feelings, I get slightly bored. And so I had to practice vulnerability so that I could bring myself out of my mental state and bring myself into a place of talking through my emotions more often. Because for me, if I'm talking about it, I've probably thought about it for the last six months. Whereas in comparison to people who uh, process out loud, they need somebody to sit and to listen as they process. And so for me, learning to talk out loud was 
foreign but in the place of prayer I could practice and practice and practice and the crazy part and the most the most amazing part of practicing vulnerability in the place of prayer is that God responds he responds and so for me it was in the place of prayer I would sit and I would talk there were some times where I didn't really know what to say um, and I would begin talking and then I would write and then I would try talking again Um, and after a while it's kind of like you're learning a new language you stumble you trip up you make mistakes some things don't make any ever living sense (laughs) but learning and practicing vulnerability in the place of prayer was a game changer for me it still is and so most times if I'm talking out what I've feel with a person I've probably processed and articulated that in prayer first most if not at all times I've processed it first in prayer practiced vulnerability in prayer and then I can be vulnerable with people now being that's vulnerability in prayer vulnerability with people requires you to to trust them and trust is earned uh Pastor Mike Todd spoke about this on an Instagram um live but he spoke about the fact that trust is earned in drops and it is lost in buckets and so with with me it's history time served and like not history as per like the years that a person has been in your life but how well they have served the time that they have been in your life so for example if somebody you know that whenever you start talking about yourself they get bored and they don't want to hear or listen then I wouldn't really trust them with talking through my feelings but if it's somebody who who helps me to process, who listens and who doesn't share my business like it's uh, the Sun or the BBC, then um, those are people that I can trust more with what I feel, with what I think and who I am. Vulnerability is not just about feelings. Vulnerability is not just about emotions, but it is also about who you are. If I can trust you with my being, then you are somebody that I can be vulnerable with. And so, um, yeah, those are some very key things for vulnerability. There's so many things that I could talk about, but the way vulnerability helps us to grow is that vulnerability makes us strong. And that is, uh, that is the antithesis of what we believe vulnerability to do. But vulnerability makes us strong. Vulnerability makes us resilient. Vulnerability Uh, It even exposes us to become more resilient. Um, And that's a crazy thing to say. Um, But I remember I was talking to one of my friends um, who has been a pivotal part of my journey for the last four to five years. And I remember telling them that I used to run away from them because they were calling me to a higher level of vulnerability than I was used to. I used to run away from sharing with them, run away from talking to them. When I would see them in public, I would go the opposite way, not because of anything they did wrong, but because of what they did right. They were calling me to a deeper level of vulnerability that eventually I had to learn to be stretched in. And as I was being stretched in, it also allowed me to to prepare to be vulnerable with the people and with the, the places and the things that I was called to be in or that were called to even make me more vulnerable or to help me grow to a new level, a new extent, a new degree. And so um, vulnerability helped me to grow vulnerability helped me to talk vulnerability helped me to be stretched vulnerability helped me to um 
to even challenge others to vulnerability. And so in that, I was able to grow in such an amazing way. And so if I wanted to share with you anything today, it's almost like the random musing um, for, for this episode, but you are strong enough to be vulnerable. You are strong enough to be vulnerable. It requires a level of strength, a level of awareness, but you are strong enough to be vulnerable. And so, yeah, this is our episode, guys. But before we go, we're going to talk about vulnerability some more. Um, I know that it is such an important part of growing. There are so many relational components, communication components that impact vulnerability. And so this isn't the last time we're going to speak about it. We are going to talk about it some more. So please do feel free to send in your thoughts on Instagram at GloryO underscore or at the Recalibrate podcast. And feel free to email RecalibrateUK at gmail.com and I'll get back to you. We are growing as a community. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and share the podcast with everyone you know. We are growing and Jesus is our perfect picture. We will hear God until we become and become until we do. I love you guys. Um, I can't wait to speak to you guys in our next episode. Thank you so much. Bye guys. 